0: Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Sigarin and my co-host and compatriot in crime, IFBB Bikini Pro, Christina Voynich. Christina, what's in the news for this week?
1: Iris Kyle injured, Bob chick switches teams, rule changes in the IFBB, Flex Pro in review, the Desert Muscle Classic, and we hear from Dana Lynn Bailey, Jillian Reville, Al Augusti, and Tracy Bodner all this week on Access Bodybuilding.
0: Yep, Christina, it's an exciting week because the show season has officially started. The Flex Pro went down this past weekend uh, in L.A., and um, unfortunately, neither you or I was there, but it was covered in force by uh, pretty much all the media, including our own Dave Palumbo and P.J. Braun. Um, we also had Chris Aceto there, and uh, Derek Farnsworth actually helped out at the uh, wrap-up. So it was a, it's an exciting week, and i got to admit... I'm I, I missed it. I'm I like missed not going. I didn't think that I would care, but when the show came around I was kinda like, Man, I wish I was there.
1: I kind of feel the same thing. Same thing with uh the show last weekend and then the Desert Muscle Classic this weekend. I feel like, you know, it's refreshing to feel like we're finally gonna have shit to talk about. Right. And um it's finally the season has started and I'm not going to be at either one of those first two shows, but uh, it does feel good to finally have some show results to talk about and yeah. some previews and some recaps um, because that, as everybody knows, takes up a big part of all the uh, the radio shows that we do.
0: Absolutely. It, it was um, a relief almost. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, we, we put together some pretty good shows just coming up with what, what was available. You know, in retrospect, looking back, I think we've done a very good job and made yeah. some very interesting shows considering – during the offseason, you know, you really have to dig deep to, to find stuff to talk about.
1: Well, yeah, because you can't talk about, you know, the, the placings for the show last week. You can't really interview the people getting right. ready to compete next week. So it just kind of, you know, you you, you you deal with, or you, uh, you handle the cards that you're dealt. Right. And I think we did a pretty damn good job con- considering. So, But now we don't have to worry about that because the season's finally begun. Yeah, and like
0: you said, we got Dana Lynn Bailey, DLB, Jillian Ravel, Al Augusti, and Tracy Bodner, who are all competing this coming weekend uh, in Phoenix. So it's cool to, have, um, to hear from some athletes right before they compete. And it's also nice because at the Flex Pro, most of the top athletes, actually, all of the top five, I guess we could have had Eduardo Correa on. But Eduardo doesn't speak a whole lot of English, so that would have been a tough radio interview. But um, of the top five, other than Eduardo, I really even, I don't know, I guess we could have had, we've had Mark Dugdale on before, and he was, what, I think six, right? Or maybe yeah. not, maybe he wasn't even, maybe he was high, lower than that. But anyway, those three, four guys are all flex guys, and so you couldn't interview them. So, But this, as of this week, the season uh, has really, really started. We're in full uh, full speed ahead. We've got this week, and then we got a, next week will be, um, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after will be the Arnold Classic. So then you know you're really started.
1: Exactly. And then um, all the good stories begin. Yes,
0: yeah, so all the good. There's plenty <laughs> of stuff that goes on around the Arnold, and, and we get going full speed ahead. I mean, I got the um, Australia one. I'm sure I'll have plenty of stuff. It'll be interesting to do a, a show from Australia also. But um, yeah. our first story actually surrounds uh, the Arnold. And Iris Kyle, unfortunately, this will be Iris's seventh year in a row. At um, competing at the Arnold and she would actually be shooting for her sixth Miss International win. Unfortunately, that is not going to happen because Iris injured a knee while training and uh, basically had to pull herself out of the contest.
1: I know it's so so unfortunate um, because this is almost a guaranteed paycheck, yeah. you know, for uh, for her. So um, I, I can imagine it's not just a pride issue; it's a financial issue. I mean, I can only imagine what it would um, what it would take to have to go through something like this, you know?
0: Right. Well, I got some details today from an insider that that is in uh, that knows her well and kind of in her camp. Um, and I will say that I did try to contact Iris. Iris is a notoriously private person and uh, we worked out at the same gym for a while in Texas, so we kind of got to be friendly, and I've, I've interviewed her a few times. But um, she's a little bit to herself, and I didn't receive a text back from her or a call back, but I was able to find out some information on her injury because rumors have been swirling around that it possibly was a tear or a catastrophic injury that could keep her out for a while, possibly even out of the Olympia. Um, I did actually find out that she has a uh, severe sprain of the knee, that happened while she was doing lunges. She heard a pop while doing lunges and stopped her workout and kind of went home and rested. Turns out it, it became swollen and bad enough that she couldn't even do cardio. Now, she's still, when this happened, it was still only two and a half weeks out, but Iris is a, a perfectionist and she felt not being able to do cardio, not being able to train her legs, um, was it deterrent to, to enough so that she decided not to compete because she didn't think she could be her best. Now, my question to you, Christina, is uh, as lean as Iris is at two weeks out, and I'm sure she was very lean. If you take the cardio out of the equation and the leg training out of the equation, and she t- makes her calorie deficit come just from dieting, do you think that she would still have been, you know, winning the show or at least you know up there?
1: I think she still would have. I do um, too. However, I I do understand the the mental part of it. Um, if you win a show or you place very well, and you know that you might not have deserved to be up there because you didn't look your absolute best um i don't know if dealing with that in retrospect may be kind of hard to deal with mentally you know what i mean that even though you win you know either you didn't deserve it or you didn't look 110 percent or you didn't look how you normally do um that may almost be worse than not competing at all that's I don't know. That's a different way to look at it, but sure. that's what I'm I'm thinking could possibly be, you know, her her mentality, which I completely understand.
0: Well, the one thing you brought up a point before we even started talking about why is that there's a lot of money on the line for female bodybuilders. There's not a lot of opportunity to win contest money, and she only does two shows a year. So effectively, we just cut her uh, salary, uh, if you were to call it a salary or prize winnings, almost in half by uh, by her not doing this show. So you got to imagine that it had to be a tough decision. You know, if she thought she had a shot, it's surprising to me that she wouldn't go up there and um, and just I mean, I know firsthand that that Iris does, you know, a lot of cardio to get ready, especially the last few weeks. I'm still surprised that she didn't make an attempt um, considering that there's that kind of money on the line, you know, with women's bodybuilding in the state that it is.
1: Yeah, it makes you think that, you know, maybe it's not only about the money. Right. Not Uh for her, apparently. You know, that m- most people, it, it would be that they're just going to do it to do it because they know they could walk away with money. But um, if she's doing okay financially and this wasn't something that was, you know, I, I have to get this in order to survive, then, you know, if this was just something extra and she's doing okay, then maybe it's best for her just to pull out a wait until next year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like, you you know, Iris is a champion and uh, she has one of the most impressive records in bodybuilding period. You know what I mean? So with with all the Olympia wins, with the Arnold Classic wins, you know, with male bodybuilders, we don't see any more, uh, really, we never have seen where a Mr. Olympia does the Arnold every year and wins both, you know, back to back, back to back, because Jay and Ronnie, those guys either didn't want to put their body through that or they didn't want to risk the title both times, both ways, you know? Right. So she has a, she has a legit legacy um, some people say that uh, Linda Murray is the best female bodybuilder of all time. I've heard people say uh, Chad Nichols' wife, Kim Chavesky, is the best bodybuilder of all time. I think it's pretty, at this point, to me at least, I think that it's pretty easily in Iris Kyle's hands. And maybe, I'm sure she believes that as well. I'm sure maybe it's possible she doesn't want to risk that legacy of being the best bodybuilder of all time. If she were to come in and maybe she gets third, that would be a devastating
1: sure. for her. Well, just like, I mean, how many times we've talked about you know, Ronnie Coleman coming back Right. and heaven forbid he doesn't win a show. And someone can say that they've beat Ronnie Coleman. I mean, it's better just to walk away um, at your absolute best um, rather than come when you're not a hundred percent and then risk, you know, losing a, a very prestigious title. Right. You know,
0: the next story on our list is Bob Chicarillo switches teams. And as everybody knows, or everybody I would imagine knows, Bob is the MC at the Olympia for many years now, and uh, he has been a very um, active weeder guy. Um, obviously, he is works with the IFBB as an athlete's rep. He does a lot of things, but he's been very well known. You can read his Bob observations in Flex Magazine. He's he's been a AMI weeder guy for a while now, and um, you know you even hear people on the boards on Get Big. They always call him a company man and all this stuff. Well. He effectively switched companies uh, just this last week, switching from the um, Wiener organization to its rival, basically, uh, the arch nemesis, the MD, um, Muscular Development. So it's a pretty big switch, I think, Christina.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's pretty big. I don't know. Did Did you see something like that coming over?
0: Um, you mean with Bob?
1: Yeah. Actually,
0: you know, it's funny. Um, I hear stuff in advance a lot. So I had I did know that this was this was going to happen. Um, I was sworn to secrecy, secrecy, but um i when I first heard that it was going to happen, I was very surprised because Bob has had um, such a, a loyalty to Weeder but you know Weeder has changed a lot since um, since Bob originally got attached to them or became part of their team. you know it was Peter McGuff at the time and then it switched to Alan Donnelly and now it' switched again um, to Robbie Durant so it 's like a lot of the guys um Going from Joe Eater working with Joe Eater, going now to working with uh, uh, Pecker, it's it's changed dramatically. You know what I mean? So the the atmosphere was went from when it was Joe's baby to uh, the now AMI. It's become a corporation. It's owned by a corporation. So sure. obviously the atmosphere there is very very different. And the one thing you got to give Steve Blackman is he is kind of the last of the Mohicans as far as he's the one able to pull the trigger and make the decisions and um, Robbie Durant or anybody working for that corporation that it takes more than it's not one man's decision. You know what I mean? Sure.
1: Yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. So
0: um, like Dave and them always postulate how much money Steve is losing. But um, even if he is, that's his choice and and it's his decision to do with whatever he wants with his money. And, um, you know, Bob went to a place, the only place available that's got the money to pay him. I mean, obviously, we at RX Muscle. Um, are very passionate about bodybuilding and what we do, but we don't have the money to pay somebody like Bob. Would I'm sure he would like to get or what he did get. So um, you know, it's big. It's big. I feel like it's big because it shows a a changing of the guard or almost like uh, things that are going on bigger beneath the surface.
1: Well, that's been happening a lot lately yeah. in in the media realm of bodybuilding, mm-hmm. and I think. Not that, not that it necessarily has to happen, but when the generation changes, when um, the, the, the tide changes when the moon changes, these things almost need to happen to give a kind of a refresher um, to everything that's kind of been stuck in the same ways for so many years. So um, while it's kind of tough and surprising once you're in the middle of the transition, um, it may turn out to be the best at the end of it.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest with you, Bob is a good guy and I'm happy for Bob. Uh, sure. They have uh, assembled uh, now an enormous amount of uh, talent over there. It leaves me to wonder, you know, now that they have pro bodybuilding, it's not weekly anymore, worldwide, they've changed it. They've got Bob over there who does it in front of the camera. He's an MC guy. He works with the IFBB. Obviously, Dan Solomon is great on the mic. He's a radio show guy. They've got uh, Chad Nichols, the direct guru on the radio. They've got Lee Thompson, the senior IFBB official. And they've got Sean Ray. Now, it leads me to wonder, like, a lot of the stuff seems to be redundant to me. Now, they have two radio shows that are back-to-back that cover the exactly the same thing, right? Right. What do you think will happen with that? Is Sean Ray, or his days numbered over there? Because they've got a bunch of people doing exactly what he does.
1: I don't know, but, I mean, Sean Ray is almost a brand in himself.
0: That's got to be you the know? logic, right? Because, I mean, how many... It's like if Dave were to... Um, if we were to have hire on a few more Daves, you know what I mean, that do exactly what Dave does, It, it to me, it, it leads me to wonder... When is the other Dave's going to go?
1: Possibly. Possibly, but I think Sean Ray has a, I guess, has a reputation in and of himself that I I don't know that he would be pushed out necessarily. Um, I think it would almost be too much of, I don't know, I want to say too much press or it'd be too much of a big deal if they push him out. Same thing if we had, you know, three other people doing Dave's job and then Dave eventually pushed out. It would be a huge deal. Well you've you know? seen,
0: you've seen, Christina, what's happened with, with the guys switching places and moving from here to there. What happens, don't you think maybe it's possible Flex will make Sean an offer that he can't refuse now trying to get back at MD, you know, and it goes back and forth. I mean, it happened with Jay Cutler. It's happened, you know, that I know Steve wanted Phil Heath very badly. Phil resigned with Flex, you know, Robbie was the editor in chief uh, of the online section. Now he works for Flex, you know what I mean? So I wonder if we could see a more of a shakeup with the the, uh, media talent.
1: Possible, possible, definitely possible.
0: Uh, Next thing is the rule changes in the IFBB. The good thing about the IFBB lately under uh, the president, now Jim Mannion, is that the rules are uh, possibly uh, can be changed. Let's put it to that way. Um, Back in the day, the rules were what they were, and that was it. And they didn't change, and it was just, you know, it was what it was. And now, under Jim Mannion, it seems to me that rules, while they are rules, while they're rules, they can always be considered and looked at and possibly tweaked to make them better. Which is unusual sure. for for bodybuilding for our thing. There was many many years where that didn't change like that. Wayne Demilia wasn't changing anything. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so let's talk about these rule changes. You want to read the uh, first one that you got the the actual notice from Jim Manion.
1: Correct. Yes. Yeah, so um, actually, we kind of broke this today on on Muscle Girls. I literally opened uh, the letter that we received from the IFBB, all of us uh, professional athletes. I opened it um, on the air <laughs> as, as I just got it out of the mailbox. So this was um, a notice that was dated February 16th that I'm assuming most of everyone probably received around today. Um, From Jim Mannion, the subject line says deadline for contracts. And remember, like we've talked about, um, I think it was last week or the week before, with the current change that had just recently happened, um, you had to send in your contracts. 30 days before the contest date. So you had 30 days and then after the 30 days you could still enter the contest. However, you had to pay a $200 fine to the IFPV um, that would be handed over to the promoter. So right. that was the the last biggest notice and that we, we got. Me and, me
0: and you discussed this in detail because we were wondering if this rule made sense, if they should have charged more money, if they should have charged less money as a fine. I mean, if this was right. going to be a good thing for the sport, if this was going to be a bad thing and end up with less people on shows. and, and
1: Ex- Exactly. We wondered if, you know, less people would um, send in late contracts. Um, you know, as everyone knows, a lot of times people wait until the last day, and I, I'm guilty of it as well, um, to send in the contract to make sure that you're ready. So this is the brand new Rule for sending in the contracts and the deadline um, for this. It says, um, subject line is deadline for contracts, and it says, effective immediately, athletes will be allowed to sign contracts to compete in any IFBB professional league contest, and then in parentheses, with the exception of the Olympia and the invitationals like, you know, the Arnold Classic, any time before the deadline of one week, prior to the contest after the final deadline which is one week before the show athletes will be allowed to enter but will pay a fee of 250 dollars to the promoter so instead of 30 days it is now one week and after one week um this is new you actually can still send in your contract even if it's a couple of days before the show however that's when you need to pay a 250 and fifty-dollar fine uh in order to compete so that's the new rule that um, I just literally got today. <laughs> and it looks like it, it was uh, officially implemented on the 16th of this month.
0: And I think that um, what do you think, what do you think that does as far as changing things for the, the rest of the year?
1: You know, I when I saw this, um, I thought it was a good thing, honestly. Um, I think that when you give a 30day deadline, it deters a lot of people from sending in the contract because um, if you send in the contract and then you back out, you know, you do pay a fine. So once the contract is signed, you're obligated to compete. So giving 30, a lot, we talked about this on Muscle Girls this week, a lot of shit can happen in 30 days. Sure. Um, whether you get injured or something drastic happens in your family or you have suddenly a work obligation because a lot of us have normal jobs outside of being an athlete, um, that you, you run the risk of possibly something going wrong and having to pull out of the show. So you're thinking, listen, unless I know 100% that everything's going to go smooth, I, I may not do this show because if I send in my contract 30 days ahead of time and have to back out, there's going to be big consequences. So I think this is a lot better for um, the athletes. I also think it's a lot better for the promoters. That way they have a better idea on um, how many people are going to compete because at, at 30 days, you then have a month where you're going to have some stragglers willing to pay $200 to get in. But you really don't know how many are willing. Um this way, you're still going to have the same deadline of one week. And then if you have a few stragglers come in, you're going to bank 250 from each one of those who waited till the last minute, and you're still getting more competitors. So I, I think it's a lot more beneficial for the athletes and still slightly beneficial for the promoter as well.
0: Okay, so the reason they implemented that original rule change, not the one we're talking about now, the before one, was trying to force competitors to put their names in on the list early so that they could better promote the show. What ended up happening, or what looks like has happened, if you, especially if you look at the Desert Muscle Classic, is it sometimes it's been a deterrent in a way because they don't know who they're competing against. Some girls, like you said, they don't know what's going to happen in a month. It just starts to. It, I think that basically it's scaring people away as opposed to doing what they originally hoped was making the promoter promoter's job easier by getting them a list to promote the people. Sure. Now, Let's talk about the second rule change. And this really isn't a rule change. It's just something that's different as far as the promoters. So they're trying to make this still work for the promoters and for the athletes. Now, the athletes, like you said, in the new rule change, can do up to one week and then they can go later with a fee. On the other hand, the promoters do not have to release an official list ever now. So there's not a, it is up to the promoter if they release the list. Obviously, they'll still have to turn it into the IFBB pro office, but it doesn't need to be released publicly. So you don't, they don't ever have to tell who is going to be on their list it's up to the promoter it's solely up to the promoter so we may not have a preview list of who's going to be there until maybe a few days before or maybe not at all i really don't know how it'll work but it is solely up to the promoter it's their discretion whether they put the list up for public um, consumption or whatever
1: How do you feel about that without there being a public list of those competing? Especially when, you know, we do a radio show like this and we do a preview for a show coming up um, and being, you know, a a competitor. What do you think? Do you think that's a good idea or people are going to be upset about that?
0: I think that... I think that I'm not sure that – I think that they're experimenting. You know what I mean, Christina? I think they're still playing with figuring out the right formula here. I think that in a way, not releasing the list is definitely not going to help the promoter unless all of them don't do it. Because if one of them doesn't do it, then you got to assume that the, that the show is, does not have a lot of big names, or they don't want to put it out there for for some particular reason. As far as my job and your job, it definitely makes it harder because you're going to have to be on the phones and trying to stay in touch with people to figure out which shows they're doing. You know what I mean? Because sure. otherwise, you're not going to know when to interview them, and, and obviously, that's a requirement and it's a necessity. So it would be it would definitely make my job harder trying to figure out who's doing what show when and how. When I can I get them on and you know everything else. But I don't think that's any concern of the IPB. I don't think that they necessarily um, that that matters to them if it's harder for us to interview them. They're just trying to make it work the best for the promoter financially and the best for the athletes who are in the organization. So we'll see if this works out. I have a feeling that, that if, if promoters start doing that, then it, it, I don't think that that will be a positive thing.
1: Yeah. I I think that may still deter people from picking a lot of shows, especially the big shows. Um, If it's a Europa, for example, um, someone who isn't known for, you know, placing in the top three may think, well, there's really no chance for me to qualify for the Olympia or or end up in the purse. So because you're going to assume the bigger names are going to do those bigger shows. Right. And they could be wrong,
0: too. They could be little. Exactly. show could come by and they could be like, oh, shit. Exactly. And how many, how
1: many times have we all looked back and think, of oh, course. damn it, I should have done that show. Of course. So I, I, I'll i be interested to see how it goes. I understand um, why they would do this, honestly. Um, I mean, think about what it was like the days before the internet, before you could yeah. get a, a updated, a, a weekly, uh, twice a week, rather, updated list on the competitors getting ready to compete. You really had no idea who was going to show up unless you sure. were calling them on the phone so you know we're taking it back like even just 10 years when you just had to compete and hope that someone like Kai Green wasn't going to show up because you didn't know so it's one of those things that we've done it before, <laughs> although this generation hasn't. Uh, we've just gotten lucky, and we've had the luxury of having that information available. But I kind of get it why they may not want um, to give out that info you know, so readily right now.
0: All right. Um, next on our list is we're going to talk about the IFBB Desert Muscle Classic, which is next week in Mesa, Arizona. I said Phoenix, but it's actually Mesa, Arizona. And um, you know what? There's. Well, I just want to talk just quickly. I'm going to read off some of the people on the list because you're going to be surprised how few people there are on the list, unfortunately. In the 212s, which everybody was hoping to be and still hoping to be a very successful division as it's up 10 pounds, uh, this first show, not so much. We have Al Agusti, who you'll hear from later on the show, Mark Dugdale, who just did the Flex Pro at, I think, uh, 217 or something, 216, 217, so he'll be down a little bit. He looked good there, but he was still a little soft. Maybe this show he'll... he'll, You know, he's only got two other guys to beat other than Al. You got Milton Holloway Jr. and Rusty Jeffers, who also did the Flex Pro Show. Um, In the bikini, I know you got to be kicking yourself here because there's only six girls. Stacey Alexander, uh, Narman Aseria, Jennifer Chapman from Dallas, Ashley Arbor, Bernadette Matassa from here in, um, she's from Hungary, but here in uh, Tampa, Christina Vargas, a Las Vegas girl, and that's it. That's it.
1: Yeah, there, there are six. six. Um, and then over to Women's Physique, there's 11. Yes. And there's not a lot of brand new pros nope. that are doing it. You've got uh, Dana Lynn Bailey. There's, um, who's new this year? Tracy Bonder, uh, Bodner, sorry. Um, Ladrissa Bonneville, who's from Chicago. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Marlena Ecklehawk and Pamela Franklin. Benny Lopez, who's switching over. Uh, Mariana Lopez.
0: Bodybuilder.
1: Uh, and uh, Karina... I can't pronounce her last name for the life of me. Nascimento.
0: Nascimento. Good job.
1: And then uh, Rita Ray, and uh, who is switching over? Jillian Reville, who is a new pro this year, and then Susan Salazar. So A lot, of bodybuilders. A lot,
0: a lot of bodybuilders.
1: a lot of bodybuilders. Yeah. I think um, Rita Ray was a figure competitor. She's very, very little. She's barely five feet tall. I think she's, she's oh. a pretty small girl. So, there's some names that I'm actually looking into. Um, girls that I had anticipated were actually doing the show. Jennifer and Smythe jumped out. Yes, yes, she is one. So I'm uh, I'm looking into uh, where uh, where some of the names went. So that's what I've uh, been on a mission today in the last two days. Once uh, this this list came out, because there are quite a few names that should do it that are not. So um, I, I'm surprised that the list is this small for the very first Women's Physique Pro Show. Like we talked about before, I'm assuming they're waiting to see what the judge is like. However, it could go any which way for yeah. this first one.
0: Jillian and R- Jillian Ravello, obviously you'll hear from later tonight, talked about that. And I mentioned to her That's something that me and you thought about that you would think that the girls would want to get up there to hopefully make their look be the look that, that the judges are looking for. Because obviously, if you get up there and you win the first show, now you've basically set the standard. And sure. she said a lot of girls are thinking just the opposite, that they want to be wait and see what the standard is so that they can gear towards that. Which I, I don't know if I like that idea as much.
1: Hey, you know, we talked about that on Muscle Girls this week, that um, all of these girls do look pretty different Um, Daniel and Bailey of course I think everyone is, is watching her specifically because of the fan base she has behind her right. um, she's she's you know DLB uh, she's an acronym of her, in and of herself which you know makes you um, have a bigger fan base but you know her look is completely different than Jillian mm-hmm. Um
2: so.
1: they're they're both pretty hard but Jillian Reveille has a more of that 80s style bodybuilder look that they, that they did back then. And if that's what they are going to award, then sure, there's a chance that she could easily win the show. Someone like Ladrissa Bonneville has a bigger frame. Um, and, you know, Marlena Echohawk, the same thing, holds a little bit more muscle. So, I, all these girls look so different that I, I I think it would be beneficial. And I think a lot of these girls may be kicking themselves once they, uh, they see the results that they could have possibly helped set the standard. But
0: I agree. Give me your top three for this women's physique.
1: God, I tried to do that on our, on with me and Diana. And I just, I just can't. Um, I'll put Dana Lynn in the top three. Um, I will put Jillian in the top three and I guess, I guess Mar Maralena Echohawk probably in the top three. That's what I'm going to assume. I don't know which way, because they all look different. But I'm going to say those three in the top three. Hmm. Okay,
0: cool. Um, what you what are,
1: what are you thinking?
0: I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm very confused. I think that I agree with that 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 top three. I think that. Um, I guess if I have to put those in order, I'm going to put DLB in first. Uh, second would be Jillian Ravel, and third, Marlene Echohawk. She's got a cool last name, so that almost pushes her into second.
1: <laughs> exactly. I told her that when we, we interviewed her for Muscle Girls. I was like, your name alone puts you in... They should in- just, <laughs> she
0: shouldn't even be Marlene anymore. When she competes, she should just be the Echo Hawk.
1: I like that idea.
0: The Echo Hawk On deck. <laughs> on deck. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, the next one, we're going to call out uh, your boyfriend because he did the uh, preview of the Flex Pro Show with us. So... Um, I'll give you a minute to collect, Mike Liberatore. <laughs> and,
1: uh, to go, it's 250-something pounds of collecting, yeah, but I will uh, see what I can do. You lift give them up, up and
0: bring them over here, and we'll and we'll, right. we'll be back in a second with them. Okay. All right, so now I have uh, Christina's better half, the IFBB Watch Pro. Watch it. Watch <laughs> M- it. Michael Libertori. Mike. Yes. We have to have you back on to complete the Flex Pro. We did the preview. Now we're going to do a quick 10-minute uh, wrap-up. And I want to start by gloating. Um, Mike picked. Uh, just so everybody knows, last week Mike picked Lionel and first Fuad, and second Sean Roden, and third Ben Bukowski, and fourth and Eduardo, in
3: fifth. First, first, let me say that we should all have lost.
0: Well, you know the truth. Should of the it just, is, just come on, we all should have lost. The truth of the matter is that that. I was surprised that I won when I watched, looked at the pictures. So,
1: so are we, Aaron. Yeah,
0: I read the play-by-play, I followed, I watched all the interviews beforehand, I watched the posing routines and everything um, after prejudging, and I did not think that I was going to win. I definitely didn't. So I was very surprised that my predictions were absolutely 100% correct. And uh, I got to say, though, I got to give Mike credit, he was closer to right than you were, Christina. Christina. Because you had Sean Roden in second, and Pukowski in fourth, so... If we're going by points you, you know it,
3: it was it was still tough i mean this was a this was a tough lineup with you know different looks from different guys that's why you know uh, no disrespect for any you know for the guys that i may have gotten out of order i mean uh, this was this could have gone a couple different ways and and this really quick too this is why i think the new rule of only one guy qualifying is really not good for our sport. I mean, there's, you know, Fouad and, uh, and Ben, you know, and, and this should have been top five. In the past, this is top five qualified. And, you know, all these guys look great and they're all great bodybuilders. And it's a shame that they're going to have to go back out there and continue dieting and continue to beat up their body instead of maybe saving something and bringing even a better look to the Olympia. Yep, yeah, this is true. Now, let me ask you,
0: Mike, I guess the biggest story of the show um, is not an actual Lionel Biicky because as good as he is, he didn't really blow people away. I want to start off with our fifth place finisher, finisher, Eduardo Correa, because that is what is going on in the on the net. If you read all the boards from RX Muscle to Get Big, everybody's talking about did Eduardo get ripped off. So before I state my opinion, Mike, did Eduardo get ripped off?
3: Well, I don't think he should have won the show. Okay. Um, you know, his conditioning has always been amazing. So for people to be, oh my God, he was shredded, that's what he does. I mean, and he's he's a great bodybuilder. I mean, he could have been, you know, you know, top you know, top three or fourth, you know. But, you know, when you're standing in a crowd like that you know, it, it really does show, um, you know, the size difference. And I realize uh, he's probably could do well in a lot of open shows. And he's going to make some more money that way. But, you know, with the 212 being where it's at, I think that's where he he's good. I mean, if he was 510, I mean, Eduardo doesn't have the best structure. Um, and I don't think he has necessarily the prettiest shape. He's very freaky. Mm-hmm. And that works if you're five nine, five ten, five eleven. You if you don't have a pleasing shape and you're freaky and and, and you get that condition, you, you're top five at the Olympia. You know, I right. mean, he carries a ton of muscle, but when you're shorter, it hurts you. You know, because somebody like you know like Ben. He does not have the best shape either, but he's freaky and he could easily won this show. So I think that's where Eduardo's gonna get hurt because you know Christina and I were talking about this. You know, if you have somebody like a Sean Ray, who, you know, Sean says I think he's five seven, but I think he might, you know, be five six right. or, or or so. But he has such a beautiful physique and that those round muscle bellies that it doesn't matter that he's given up 40 pounds to a Dorian Yates or or, you know, 30 pounds to a flex. Wheeler or or Kevin Lavrone, but I think that's where Eduardo lost out here. Yeah,
0: Eduardo is hard and conditioned as Eduardo was, and I don't think there's anybody that would say Eduardo wasn't in the best shape of anybody competing. If you take a close look at him and you're unbiased, he has an unusual shape. His legs are a little unusual. His torso is a little bit unusual. Yes, yes. His pecs are very high. You know, uh, so there's a lot of stuff that's very unusual. And I'm not saying that anything is bad, but he no, doesn't no. he doesn't flow like a Sean Ray. So you know being shredded is only one part of the equation, and if that if he's winning that one that'll bring him to a certain level of success, but it won't take him all the way
3: yeah i just I just think you know when you're mixing it up with guys that are bigger it's it's hard it 's the reason why Arnold always beat Franco, I sure, mean, and these are much bigger guys these are much bigger. bigger I mean, I have a hard enough time at you know five seven five right. seven, and a half. And, and, you know, I have to keep getting bigger and, you know, my conditioning is usually good and my shape is good, you know, and I still need to do more. So, Eduardo, I, I definitely think he should keep competing in the open. I mean, there's great money for him and he could, you know, be a, a one, two or three. Well, maybe not a one because it's going to be these shows are going to be stacked. Yeah, they're going to be tough. But, you know, he definitely could get in there a two or three. And what's a shame is that's not going to qualify him. For right. you know the open Olympia, and he deserves. I think he's good enough, or deserves to to be on that stage. So I, th- you bring up a good point. He is right now at Dennis James' house in
0: Phoenix, Arizona, just minutes, literally minutes' drive from uh, the uh, auditorium in Mesa. And uh, I texted Dennis James, and I said, "Will he do the two twelve show there?" Because he's only five pounds away from two twelve, he, he should. Said, and he said, "Hell no." And so I, I think that that's a mistake. I mean, I'm going to ask you guys, but I think that's a mistake because he could acqu- he will win and he will qualify for the Olympia, um, or he, at least it would be. You would assume I, Al Gusty is supposed to be bringing an amazingly freaky, very improved package, and I've seen pictures that, that are impressive. But let's just say for for shits and giggles, he wins. Now he's qualified. He can at least go to Vegas and do the Olympia as a 212 guy.
1: Well, I I think that given all of the hype. After this show, and especially, I mean, if if anybody followed the play-by-play on Rx, everyone was surprised with where he placed. And everyone was impressed with how he looked. Right. So, given the hype alone, um, it probably would be a good good idea to do it because you've already started making waves this year. Sure. Um, You might as well keep that momentum going. Plus,
3: you're there. Yeah, you're a week right. out from a show. It's a paycheck and a qualification most likely for him uh, regardless if he uses it or not. We're in this sport to make money. Sure. So if you if you have the ability to bounce excuse me between the weight classes and, and and win 212 events I mean he's you know top three four guys in the world at 212 and still make money and collect checks making top five at open events I mean you have the best of both worlds right. I mean he's not gonna be the number one guy in the open but you know he's still gonna be making money and and you might as well I mean it's it's you know it's more publicity for him and you know his sponsor I'm sure would love it or, or whatever I mean it's he has that ability to do well at both so I think it's a mistake. It's 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 not disrespectful to be a two twelve guy. Right. That's that's not what it is. It's for guys that are a little bit shorter. It's not for guys that are smaller. These guys are not smaller. You know, they're just a little bit shorter, and it's hard to stand next to a guy who's you know five, six, seven inches taller than you, even if pound for pound you're more muscular than they are. Right,
0: Christina. Let's start. Uh, let's start at the top now. Let's move back to the. The top spot, Lionel Biaki, who everybody was has been raving about. Myself, you, and Mike included last week. The guy's got oodles of potential. Did he? Did he show the potential this week? Did he? Did he? Did it come to fruition?
1: Unfortunately, I don't think so. Um, I think, as everyone saw, not that not that you want to say you're disappointed. in in how he looked because I never want to say that um, because I don't want to hold everyone up to such high huge expectations but um, I I think given the track record and giving you know like I was just talking about before with the momentum that he had um, I think when he showed up he just wasn't quite on point and I know there was a lot of talk that he probably did not deserve the the first place. However, um, I'm not going to sit here and say he looked absolutely awful and he didn't deserve to stand next to, you know, the, the top three guys. But I think him taking first place was a big surprise to a lot of people after they had s- seen the photos, you know.
3: Right. Mike? Um, yeah, I mean... I'm he's got amazing potential and he has a great physique, but I don't think he's shown us yet uh, that conditioning that he's going to need to be one of the top, you know, five, six guys in the world, even though he has the potential. I mean, there's been lots of guys over time that's had the potential, but just can't bring that. And if dieting's his issue, um, he's got to ask himself, um, how much money do I want to make and how good do I want to be? And you got to suck it up and suffer. So, you know, he hasn't shown us that yet. He's shown us a ton of potential. So, I I just didn't have him winning. He looked good from the front, but when he turned around, you know, from the pictures, I wasn't there. You know, I I really hate judging shows by looking at them online. Everybody, computer screens are different, things like that. And when you're there, you really can tell. And that's what, you know, gives the guys a really good look. But, you know, he just, no, he missed it on this one. Okay, let's talk about uh, Ben Pakolski.
0: Is he the the mass monster of the... uh 21st century here is he the is he is he the new guy in your opinion as far as we don't have i mean he's
3: 280 with shredded glutes on stage there's nobody else that size right now as far as i know well before i see anybody's weight if they had a scale before they walked out then i'll believe weights um everybody lies in the ifbb about their weight (laughs) except evan Santapani. i mean he's the only guy who i would say is probably one of the freakiest guys out there at 260 pounds So, in that saying, he has the potential. And I think that will work for Ben. You know, not having necessarily the aesthetics. He's freaky. And the fans love it, and you know the judges like size. I mean, you know this is the IFBB. I'm told. You know they <laughs> want to see size. You know, and and I understand that. There's there's something to it. A Marcus rule. I mean, made a career on yeah, it. Yeah, he did. So if he can continue to to make those improvements, then I think he's really found his niche. You know, and will he be you know uh, the best guy in the world? Probably not. Will he win some shows? Probably so. I mean, that's a pretty good career if you can if you can do that. Will he make a lot of money? Marcus Rule has made a lot of money, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, there there is something for it. And you know, I've spoke with Ben before. He's a cool guy. Um, you know, and and he he can do well. I mean, he's on the right path, and you know, got to seize the moment. So you know, keep going with it. I mean, the last time I saw him was at the Arnold last year, and he was less than stellar. And then he comes back here, and and he really could have won this show yeah um let's move on uh Fuad Abiyad a lot of people
0: had him actually winning the show if you read the play-by-play of prejudging a lot of people had him winning the show um if it wasn't Eduardo you know some people were saying Eduardo but a majority of the people were saying Fuad. I know I emailed back and forth with him he was and I, I know from people talking that he was extremely disappointed that uh, I think people had set him up mentally to be the winner you know and I, I know that there's there can be nothing more depressing than honestly thinking you're going to walk away with a win and qualify for the Olympia, everybody telling you that, and then coming away with, not with second, but even third.
1: That's probably got to be one of the hardest things, um, as, especially when you have... You've had the, that happen.
0: You've had that happen.
1: Y- yeah, it wasn't so much, I think, you know, then at, um, at, at, at a couple of shows, but I, I think that's probably when it's not only your closest friends and family and fellow competitors, it's everyone on the boards, it's everyone on every board saying that yep Fawad is going to end up winning and then you don't um that was that that's probably really tough um to swallow I think both Michael and I had him winning the show when we were following the play-by-play as well and once we looked at the photos and looked at the comparisons and um, we also had him winning which was different than our original predictions as well so I think we were a little bit shocked when that didn't happen just like you
0: know, everybody else was and not to mention, I just want to make this point, that uh Fuad was never in the lead, that he actually got eleven on the first round scorecards. Wow. Where Lionel got straight ones. He made a straight oh, fives, straight through. There was no question in the judge's mind. Lionel won both rounds very easily. Uh Fuad won the first I mean, got second place in the first round with eleven points to Ben's fourteen. And then in in the second round, in the confirmation round, uh he Fuad got fifteen to Ben's ten. So that wow. one point ahead, Ben one by one point in that uh in,
3: in that that switch there. That's uh what uh, about a four thousand dollar point. That's a big. That's a big point. That's, a <laughs> that's big, one big point. Yeah, that's a big point. So uh, unfortunately,
0: uh, that that's kind of how the cookie crumbles. And unfortunately for uh, well, good for Ben and bad for
3: Fuad. Um, yeah, I mean it's tough. I thought you know Fuad could have won. Uh, he's an, he's another guy, great bodybuilder, great guy. You know, uh, to speak to, pretty humble. You know, I was talking with that nun today, and he said Fuad had had some uh, time off or had something done with his elbows yeah. or something. And yeah, he had plasma was, injections. Yeah, plasma Yeah, so this was the first time that he could do skull crushers in something like two years. Yeah. And, you know, Fouad was somebody who, you know, they said he needed to bring up his arms. I really don't think his arms were that bad. Um, but he he looked good. You know, he, had, he has a good flow to his physique. He's got a solid back. I mean, he's got... He's got a good overall look, and I think he keeps getting better. And this is, you know, it's tough. Like I said, now this guy has to go back out there, just like Ben, and and try to qualify somewhere else. And who knows? You know, uh, they may run into a Dexter Jackson, a Branch Warren, you know, some of these other guys where it's like, man, you know, what do I got to do? And I guess we all just have to get better. It's motivation, but at the same time, it's a little disheartening because these guys should be Olympians. Yeah, it's not exactly. Ben didn't just not... I mean, uh,
0: Fuad didn't just not win the money. Uh, He also didn't get the qualification. So it's like a double blow. Not to mention he got beat by... Uh, his fellow Canadian uh, Ben Pokolski and I'm sure he never. From what everybody's telling, he never thought. Just so people know out there, is that they, the first time? Yeah, that they, they didn't. He had uh, he beat him last year at the Flex Pro. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know that you know people say that they they say there's no rivalry, but trust me, when you're two good bodybuilders Always. coming out of Canada, they're the same age. There is absolutely a rivalry. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think it's healthy.
3: Yeah, and I think both guys want that. Because it, it drives it drives you. It really you does. you you have
0: the same thing going on. I, I'm not going to mention names if you don't want. But you always want to beat guys that came up around the same time, that are the same age as you. You know, you don't want to get passed up by somebody that's in your basically in your class.
3: No, no. I mean, uh, my next, my next one. I got to get a big axe because I got to get Ed Nunn. You know? I got I to figure. We were at the O eight Nationals, and he won the overall in my depleted and and very tired state at that show. And uh, you know, I, I keep telling him, you know, I'm, I'm I'm coming one of these days. I'll catch you slipping, and maybe I'll have a good off season. But yeah, without a doubt, that healthy rivalry, and you you don't you don't ever want to lose. You know, when you're feeling that good. And, and you know when you think that you're gonna win but it's just part of the sport and I think it's gonna make him work harder and I, I'm sure he's not upset you know you can't do anything or be mad at you know at Ben for beating him I mean you gotta shake his hand and you know, even I know the rivalry you're talking about with Mark and you know, me and him are friends and you know, when he beat me in Dallas it was what it was and then you know I got him, you know, two weeks later and we've kind of been back and forth. I think the, the score is three to two, so I'm, I'm still I'm still up I'm still up one. <laughs> you you think the score is up three. You're not sure yeah. but you think, right? Uh, I, I,
0: think, who's I counting? think
3: who's counting. Yeah, who's 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 <laughs> counting. But you know what? Me and Mark laugh at it. Um, you know all the time when we see each other, when we compete against one another, we, we almost forget about the other people that we're competing against. It's right. just, okay, we're standing next to each other and right. we kind of look each other up and down. And it's like, all right, okay, here we go. Here we go again. So yeah, without a doubt, it's, it's healthy, but it's, it's, it's just tough to swallow though.
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you very much, Mike, for coming back on. And, um, always a pleasure and, and that was fun to, to break down the show a little bit and also it's always nice for me to win you know and, uh, we got that we got, we
1: got that text message Aaron saying that you had <laughs> exactly uh, predicted. Right. however I will say that I only had what number two and number four switched and Mike only had number two and number three switched so it's not like we were either one of us were really off by that much well
3: we got a bigger show coming up uh Arnold. at at the Arnold, so uh, we'll do another little prediction. We'll, yeah, we'll do a little we'll do a little some sum yeah, after we guys, get to, you, you know.
0: You guys are gonna try to get uh, double or nothing or something, huh?
1: I'm putting I'm putting money on it this oh, time. Oh, all
3: right, we'll make it interesting, okay. We'll bet some drinks at the Arnold. There we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. So well say Saint Saint Louis might be better. Saint Louis? I'm not even gonna I'll be in Australia, Mike. Oh, forget you then. We <laughs> well we'll catch you
0: at one, at one of the shows. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well guys, thank you very much. Christine, I'm gonna keep you on after the commercial break so we could go through these interviews. We got four people, Dana Lynn Bailey, Jillian Ravel, Al Agusti, and Tracy Bodner all coming right after the break. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. All right, here's a commercial. We'll be back in a few minutes.
4: Fusion Bodybuilding makes bodybuilding's strongest supplements, and they're committed to giving back to you. Fusion Bodybuilding not only want to promote the bodybuilding lifestyle, but they also want to help build the sport. Bodybuilding is all they do. It's their obsession. You know the feeling. That's why you're here. Visit Fusion Bodybuilding at FusionBodybuilding.com or join in on the conversation on the Fusion Bodybuilding fan page on Facebook where you'll find IFBB Pro Q&As, contest giveaways, and nothing but in. Depth bodybuilding talk. Fusion Bodybuilding. Bodybuilding strongest supplements. Head over to FusionBodybuilding.com today. Myotropics Physique Nutrition is the most exciting supplement company to come along in decades. That's because Myotropics isn't just another company. It's the brainchild of iconic metabolic expert Dr. Scott Connolly, the inventor of the original body recomposition product that changed the industry and allowed millions of people to get into the best shape of their life. And CEO Vince Andrich, author of the groundbreaking physique athlete guide. Myotropics flagship product, Physique 2.0, contains their exclusive Effects amino CD protein compound that maximizes whole body protein economy. Your personal linchpin for gaining and retaining the most muscle while also shedding maximum body fat. Plus, Physique 2.0 contains the world's first legitimate fat burning carbohydrate, MetaFX FAO-CHO, for full hard muscle and increased fat burn. If you live to develop the ultimate physique, go with Myotropics. Real- people that live to develop physique nutrition. Go to Myotropics.com. It's your body. It's your art. Master it. Myotropics.com Hydrolyze Ultra, the leader in cellular hydration water. Hydrolyze Ultra water has been designed by shrinking and reshaping molecules to allow a faster and more sustained delivery into your cells. Our cellular water has gone through a magnetism and laser treatment process along with adding electrolytes to our special ingredients. This allows all nutrients to be absorbed at a maximum cellular state by using hydrolyze ultra all nutrients supplements and carbohydrates you consume will be absorbed at a greater rate the acid gets flushed faster and you'll feel fully hydrated get the advantage that top athletes have achieved try hydrolyze ultra today visit hydrolyze that's hydrolyze RxMuscle.com Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth On bodybuilding, diet and exercise Up to the minute news and more Visit the RxMuscle.com forums Featuring celebrity Q&As With IFBB professional athletes Top amateurs and the brightest minds in the industry Listen to our weekly radio shows Including Heavy Muscle Radio Muscle Girls Inc. After Hours and more Contest coverage, videos Even our own social networking site Muscle Place Visit RxMuscle.com
0: Alright Christina, welcome back to Access Bodybuilding and we are back from a commercial break We got four interviews to do and the very first one is none other than Dana Lynn Bailey, DLB
1: DLB, she is uh, known, uh, I think she she pretty much started as the isolator girl which yeah. she no longer is yeah. um, but uh, she has made quite a celebrity of herself and uh, we always kid around just really quick before we get to the, the clip with her um, that if her and I like somehow combined our physiques, we would be one freaking hell of a figure competitor uh-huh. um, because her and I have been mistaken as sisters or as cousins or as you know, each other. I've been mistaken for her um, one other time. And um, I only wish that I was as jacked as she is. So I call her my jacked version, and I'm her little bikini bikini body version. So uh, <laughs> she's she's a super cool chick, as everybody knows. If you know her, you know Dana Dana Lynn is a um, is a great great person, and I uh, always want to talk to.
0: Here she is, Dana Lynn Bailey. All right, I am on the phone right now with the immensely popular. DLB Dana Lynn Bailey. <laughs>
5: hey. <laughs> hey, I like the I like the immensely
0: popular. <laughs> yes, yes, your popularity is growing every day. So um, yeah. I'm I'm proud to have you back on the show, Dana. Wow, oh,
5: I'm like the cool kid now. You're the
0: cool kid. You're the cool kid. And this hey, is a uh, awesome. this is this is showtime, basically for you. We're we're recording this about midnight on Tuesday night, and uh, literally in uh, what five days. You're going to be on stage making your pro debut. I know you've been waiting, it seems like, forever for this.
5: Yeah, I, I feel like I've been training forever for this. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm I'm so excited to finally get there and get on stage. And I know all the other girls, we've been sort of like chatting on Facebook. We're like all super pumped. We're like, yay, it's our first pro show. <laughs> like like little giddy kids are like so funny. But yeah, definitely excited to
0: get get back up there, see what I can do. All right, so last time we talked, I had you and Rob on the show, and um, we talked a little bit about this show. It was I think it was like six or maybe eight weeks? Um, you were six to eight weeks out at that point, and you told me that you were still feeling a little nervous. About, like, what, oh. yeah, you remember, you were nervous about, like, <laughs> what the judges were going to want, if you were going to be what they're looking for. How do you feel today? Are you confident? Are you still nervous? What's going on?
5: You know, I, like, I I'm i always nervous for shows, believe it or not. I get nervous every single time because mm-hmm. I do have a little stage fright. I won't let you ever see it on stage, uh-huh. but uh, it freaks me out. But, um, yeah, I was, like, concerned because, like, there's bodybuilders coming down and that like i just i didn't i didn't know but you know what after the week gone by i finally just said screw it like i really don't care i'm gonna come in the way i think it should look and whether it whether that's the look or not i'm gonna come in looking the way i sort of feel like it should look
0: right well you've been working with uh Jose Raymond, he's definitely a very good guy, a friend of mine, his girlfriend Tony, um, both good people. How has it been having uh, him in your corner and as your prep coach?
5: Oh, he's great. I mean, I can't thank him enough. He's been there every like, step of the way. Um, I go up there. We've been training together a lot, so I'll go up there one week. He just came down this last Friday uh, to do our last leg workout, which is actually just got posted on MD. Woo-hoo. So yeah. Go check that out. Um, they just posted that like a couple hours, like couple hours ago. Oh, really? Um, check so it I, out? Yeah, it, which is, he, him and Tony just moved to Maryland, so that made it 10 times better. So Massachusetts, we wouldn't have been training together, but now he's only like an hour and a half. So I'd go up there, he'd come down here. So very, 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 very helpful.
0: Um, Let me ask you, when you look at how you're looking now compared to how when you won your pro card, what do you see is the difference between then and now?
5: Wait, what, what's the question? Wow, you confusing me. <laughs> let's do the Take a look, part, sorry. Take a look, take a look <laughs> at
0: yourself. Imagine you're looking at the pictures from your last contest.
5: Oh, I'm yeah. comparing myself to yeah. myself. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, to yourself. Okay, I thought I was comparing to somebody
0: else.
5: Um, <laughs> I, I definitely added some size mm-hmm. noticeably. I just realized that I've, I don't weigh myself or do any of that stuff. Like, I just, I don't have a scale, but... Um, Jose weighed me the one day and I was like, one thirty four I was like, one thirty four like that was like the heaviest I mean, that was a couple of weeks ago. Not not now, but like I definitely gained some size, gained some a lot of muscle mass, uh which I think was because I actually had some downtime all summer, pretty much all fall, and I started like getting into it more or less like towards uh beginning of December. But so I actually had an off season and i I actually grew <laughs> that's what, i I enjoyed that yeah. but um comparing myself even like from a week out from last show i I look completely different um, my legs are finally taking some shape they are very very stubborn but they're finally taking some shape um, I feel leaner already um, sort of like How I look right now, even like a couple, like even a week ago, that's sort of what I look like on stage of junior SA's. And I still have, I still have a couple more days cardio, well, not a (laughs) couple, yeah, a couple days of cardio Mm. and dry out a little bit. So I'm going to be even a little bit leaner. So I'm going to come in a little tighter. um, And I'll also have a little bit more size, I think, especially back and shoulders and
0: like, did you um? When you practice your routine, I've been wondering. Like, can you give us a preview? What kind of you? I know the kind of music you like. You like hardcore, like uh, uh what? It, what would you call it? You what would? It's not like heavy metal necessarily. Oh my god! No, no.
5: I, I like I like all genres, <laughs> but uh, like for gym stuff, yeah, yeah it's it's more like metal, like hard, it's like a mixture of hardcore and some screamo. But I also, love, I really like rap. I am a little gangster child. I, <laughs> I love my little Wayne because I like to dance. So we'll, what will we hear? <laughs> what
0: music are we going to hear on stage?
5: Oh, my gosh. Isn't that a surprise? I don't know. Is it a
0: surprise? <laughs> Can you give us a genre then?
5: Uh, it's actually, it's more of a seductive song. Really? I don't, yeah, I not I don't want to go out there because physique is supposed to be more like girly, feminine, softer. It's not, it's not supposed to be like bodybuilding at all. So I don't want to come out to this like hardcore music and like are like, <laughs> like doing like <laughs> crazy double buys and like scaring off everybody. Cause it, I think they're, I think they want it more girly. So I picked a really, really girly song from the pussycat dolls and Hopefully, I'll remember it. Excuse <laughs> me, I have like really bad memory. I can't even remember what I did yesterday. So, <laughs> my routine I have about 80 seconds that I have pretty much sort of like I choreographed it to the music, I guess. Just I have like what I'm supposed to do. And then after that, it's just I have another minute and a half of
0: freestyle. I'm
5: gonna, yeah, freestyle. Oh, cool. I'm just going to do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> because I found out uh, a week ago that our routines are, like, three minutes.
0: Wow, I'm, I didn't know that. Three minutes? Well,
5: I'm not I'm not doing the full three minutes. That's a long... I got to two minutes, and I was like, God, that was a really, really long time. Yeah. Like, and we only have five, yeah, five poses. So, it's just, like... Wow. You just keep hitting the same stuff, like, over and over. And I don't really want to, like, add in, like... Most muscular, or even like lat spreads, because I just I don't want physique and bodybuilding to be confused at all. So I I don't want to like add too many other stuff that bodybuilding would do. So it made the routine sort of hard because I just felt like I was doing the same stuff.
0: <laughs> So right now, how hard is the diet? How, how much cardio are you doing in preparation to, to bring in your legs? Because you're always in pretty good shape. How, how hard did it have to get towards the end to achieve this kind of condition we're going to see on stage this weekend?
5: You know what? My diet's pretty consistent all year round. Because I, I do, I, I like to stay in shape all year round. I don't want to go from like looking awesome on stage and then someone sees me in person. Like, really? You're a professional...
0: Mm, uh, smart
5: girl like <laughs> like really, that's how i have always thought like going to expos and stuff and you see this person you're like wait you're who <laughs> that's you like <laughs> so i don't and plus i i just really like to work out and i don't mind eating clean i eat clean pretty much all year the only difference is in the off season i just if i want to have a cookie i'm gonna eat a cookie right. <laughs> that's really the only difference um so diet's not that crazy for me. Um, I'm really not even limiting my carbs all that much. We're not going too drastic. Um, so I'm still, I still have a couple carb meals at the very beginning of my day, even now. And then I'll add some more, like, towards Friday. But um, cardio, I'm doing a lot more cardio, trying to lean my legs out, see if that helps.
0: Jose is a fan of the stair mill. You, you're doing all stair mill?
5: Yeah, that's all I do. Yep. I do. Uh, I just started. I was doing like a half hour in the morning, half hour at night. Um, I just Two weeks ago, I upped it to... I can do that thing for an hour straight, no problem. Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I was doing an hour. Today, I was just zonked. so I, did, I only did 45 minutes. Sorry, Jose. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... I usually do about an hour in the morning, and then I'll do like twenty-five, thirty minutes uh, after weights at night because I lift at night. So,
0: I, I know you are done with uh, teaching. We talked about that in the last one, but it was a new—it was a new development. So, yeah, what? How does it feel now to be full-time doing what you love doing, as opposed to doing other stuff to make ends meet?
5: You know, what I really thought quitting, um, I would have a little bit more time for myself and I'm actually like twice as busy. It doesn't it's something's not working out right. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> but um the only thing that I did change, I, I don't have to wake up quite as early because I was doing um five AM cardio. Right. Now I do like seven or eight. Still and, pretty early. So I get a little extra sleep. But mm-hmm. then the rest of my day is just jam packed and I still don't have time. <laughs> But I mean, I'm loving it. Um, The only problem I have: so many emails that I get every single day. So if anyone emailed my website, (laughs) I'm at like January 18th. No lie. Oh
0: my God! Uh, You're never going to catch up. DLB, you're never going to catch up.
5: I don't know how you do it, (laughs) and they're all every single one. It's an inquiry to like train with me and be a client or like or even just like I have people like sometimes just ask questions on there but I get like uh, at least a hundred a day it's time to to hire an assistant
0: you gotta hire an assistant now
5: yeah but the assistant would have to come to me and answer the questions anyway, so wow. I'm going to be basically answering them.
0: You would need assistant an assistant. Type it. She's got it. What she got to do is she's got to organize the ones that are wanting to for you to train them because you need to obviously you need to raise your rates. You can be capitalizing on this, DLB. I
5: know. I I don't even know what to do. <laughs> I just, it, I look at it and I I just I get anxiety and I just like close it out. <laughs>
0: I told you, immensely, immensely
2: popular.
5: Too popular. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't even know. I'm going to have to ask somebody. Maybe, like, I'm going to ask Jamie Ethan what she does. I'm assuming she gets millions of emails.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you what Dave Palumbo does. He doesn't answer all of them.
5: (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't answer all of them. Like, if there, some people will just write a dumb question, like, what would you, I got this one that said like what would you bring on a deserted island?" island <laughs> and
0: and I wrote a gun and a boat' <laughs> The gun I'll kill you and the boat <laughs> I'm getting away you don't get do you get guys right you perverted stuff
5: uh yeah I would imagine so, so. like those get to, I mean I get a bunch of those a day so but it just takes time going through sure. every single one sure like, i know
0: I can, I can imagine imagine which
5: ones are serious or not
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's it. That's tough. It's time for an assistant, DLB. I don't know. I'm gonna have to do something <laughs> now. Now you're gonna get emails saying, "I heard you on Access Bodybuilding. I want to be your assistant."
5: I, I, yeah, <laughs> we go, that. I mean, I won't get to if they email me today. I probably won't get to it till the summer
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's funny well DLB thank you for coming on the show who do you have who would you like to thank and uh, I would say usually I say how do you want to get if you want people to want to get in touch with you but
5: oh my god I don't even know how they can get in touch with me go to the Arnold Expo and come see me at the MHP booth
0: there you go there Uh, you go
5: yeah you can talk to me there (laughs) Um, but yeah uh, first off I have to thank Rob Bailey Mm -hmm. obviously Um, besides everything else, everybody else, like he's been there every step of the way from the beginning, from even when I started lifting in the first place, he's the one that got me into this. So, um, he has to deal with me and deal with me doing cardio all the time and not cleaning the house as nicely as I should. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, no, and all the videos he does, I mean, everyone basically knows both of us through our videos and everything so he's amazing he's awesome I love you Um, Jose Raymond obviously um, has been also with me through this whole little journey to my first pro show so he's definitely helped um, with training helping my legs getting me all situated posing because I love to pose but I, I, I had to say it I wasn't that good but um, we've been working on posing together a lot. So Jose Raymond, thank you very much. Um, MHP, thank you for all the supplements. Um, I will be using some Expel this week. Oh, uh, yeah. I, yeah. So I'm not doing like a crazy dry out or anything, but um, try out some Expel, get rid of some water. So, um, But they've been there backing me, supporting me, helping me get uh, to different sites Uh, just shot with muscle and fitness. So they've definitely been helping me out with tons of other behind the scenes stuff, too. So thank you, MHP, for all your support. Um, Who else? (laughs) I'll thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Dana. Of course. course. (laughs) Thank you, Aaron Singerman, for having me on.
0: And it was always it is always a pleasure so oh, thank you for fitting me in. I should say now that Aww. now that I know.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> thank but,
5: you. Uh, oh, and Flagnerfail.com. Please yeah. check that out. That is my husband and I's clothing line. Um, we will not be there this week, but we have we have workers there that get get stuff done. Our our assistant. See, I'm going to have to hire Sammy to do my emails and his emails. So, he has an assistant, but I
0: don't. So you are gonna, you guys will have a booth. When's the next show we can see a Flagner Fail booth? Obviously not at the Arnold, right? You're going to work at MHP booth, huh?
5: Yeah. Well, we're thinking, the thing with getting the booth is we have so many different shirts. Right. And then we, we have girl shirts, we have guy shirts, sweatshirts, and then the sizes. Uh, we just, we're still, we're such a small little company, but we... Mass produce like tons of stuff. Like it, our stuff is worldwide, like, worldwide. And if we do that, then we come home and it just doubles the work for Rob because we'll sell out of everything that we bring to the booth, and then we don't have products to sell online, and we don't want to like ruin our online sales because that's where they—that's where it mostly comes from.
0: Well, that's a good so, problem to have, DLB. I
5: mean, we're doing.
0: Very well. Yeah, I'm sure you are. If you if you're worried about selling out, so you can't. Rob's got to work more to make more to sell more out.
3: You know that's a good yeah, thing.
5: Yeah, yeah. He needs to hire. I mean, both of us need to hire more hands. He needs help. I need help. So, but don't email me. <laughs> that's what I was thinking.
0: You're going to be overloaded. No. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, Daniel and Bailey. And I'm excited. I will be following on RX Muscle, watching all the coverage to see what happens. And uh, how you do You know I, Obviously I wish the best For you uh, and Rob And uh, I'm sure I'll get to see you compete At some point Obviously I won't I won't make this one But I'll see you compete At some point this year
5: uh, New York Pro Go New York to that Pro. show
0: Absolutely Yes, yes ma'am that's
5: right Right down the street From me Well yeah.
0: I'm
5: not really well, <laughs> It's
0: an hour or two Yeah Well very cool Thank you Dana And uh, get back to Go to some cardio Or something
5: uh, Tomorrow morning
0: Tomorrow morning Alright Dana Thank you for coming on all right. See you later. Later. All right. That was Dana Lynn Bailey. And uh, as always, she's a pleasure to interview. I just wanted to get you guys will notice as you're listening. We just wanted to get a little, a little, you know, five to ten minutes with each one of these people to give us an update on what they're expecting in the show, what they did differently, etc. And the next person on our list is also going to be making their debut as a Women's Physique Pro, and that is Jillian Ravel. So pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, we actually had uh, Jill on Jilly Jill, as we call her. Um, we had a quick little snippet of her on uh, Muscle Girls Inc. last week. And um, as a lot of people know, she's a kindergarten teacher. And uh, so she was kind of coming down with a cold, you know, being covered by snotty kids all day. Um, can really do some damage to your contest prep into yep. being sick. So um, we do hope she's feeling better. And um, I'm sure she's uh, much better now after uh, since we talked to her last week. But yeah, She um, sounds all better. Okay, then good. Then, then, then we're ready to roll.
0: Here she is, Jilly Jill. We have on the line with me right now, IFBB Physique Pro, about to make her debut this weekend at the IFBB Desert Muscle Classic in Phoenix, Arizona. My friend, Jillian Ravel. Jillian, welcome back to the show. Hey,
6: thanks for having
0: me on. Oh, my pleasure. First of all, before we get going, I know you've been looking forward to this for a long time because you turned pro what, what was do you know that you remember the date that you turned pro It was what junior nationals was, yep junior nationals
6: june 17th i
0: think 16th or 17th <laughs> we're we're not that far from being what it's all, about nine months since you got yeah. your pro card right and now i know even then at that time you were already like pretty much ready to diet for a pro show so you had a long time to wait how excited are you that it's finally here
6: I am just totally ecstatic. <laughs> it was definitely the longest off-season I've ever had. And I guess what they say is true. Off-seasons are important um, because I've definitely made some really good gains. And um, I was able to fill out my frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just really excited. I'm bringing a more full and I think a much better look to the stage this time, so I'm quite excited. <laughs> has,
0: your, has your stage weight, do you think we'll see a difference in weight, actually adding oh, yeah. muscle?
6: Yeah. Um, at Junior USA's last year, I was 122. Junior Nationals, I was like 123, 124. And this morning, I was 128. Wow, okay. So, and I don't drop my water. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm pretty sure I'm going to be 127, 128 on stage. So that's
0: that, a pretty significant gain, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because people don't take into account that the, the percentage of body yeah. weight. You know, If you have a bodybuilder, uh, like let's say Evan, who you're friends with, Evan Santopani, if yeah. Evan gains five pounds of stage weight going from 260 to 265, what you've gained is significantly bigger percentage-wise. It's going to make a bigger, yeah. bigger impact on your physique. Even though that five pounds will make a big difference on Evan, that, what, six pounds will make maybe even a bigger difference. Five to six pounds will make a bigger difference on you.
6: Yeah. And I guess, too, you know, I had been really trying to get rid of my muscle for figure in 2010. So, And then I jumped right into dieting for physique, so I never really had a chance to build on um, what I already had. So, you know, this off-season, I really took you know full advantage of the time and you know i didn't you know go overboard with my eating in my off season i ate pretty clean still and i was always monitoring my weight and making sure i didn't go over a certain weight and um it really worked out and i was i'm very very proud of myself for uh for getting to where i am at
0: right now so let me ask you jillian Everybody has been kind of speculating what the pro division will bring for women's physique. Obviously, we don't know because this is the first show. It's not just your first show. It's the first pro show. So we don't really know the look that they're going for because there is a a wide variety of who got their pro card. And then obviously you have some of these girls that are transitioning from pro bodybuilding into women's physique and girls that are transferring from uh, pro figure to women's physique. So what did you do or what are you doing to adjust your look or what you're going to bring to the stage what you're hoping the judges are going to want to see?
6: Um, I'm definitely bringing a little bit more fullness uh, to my frame. Um, all the judges. When you say fullness, next, when
0: you say fullness, <laughs> does that mean more muscle? Does that mean? Uh, more,
6: it's definitely more muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit more muscle. And I'm not, I'm going to try to not be as striated as I was at junior USA's, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the judges, judges told me, um, please don't come in quite so striated. We don't really need to see striated glutes. Um, I can't help it. I have a tiny little Irish butt, so <laughs> my glutes get striated at like eight weeks out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, but, you know, for who I think is going to do well in this division, I personally believe that the... I guess my vision is a jacked figure girl, right. so I think it's going to be hard um, for some of the female bodybuilders to come in and look the part for this division. You know, like for me, when I was dieting down to try to fit into the figure look, you know, I didn't look right without the muscle. So that might happen to some of these bodybuilders. You know, they die; they might diet down. But that might not look good on them. They might look better as bodybuilders. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And, um, you know, like you said, nobody knows. So I think that also makes it less stressful going into the show. True. I think all of us have kind of been, you know, like texting each other and keeping in touch. And we're all going to, like, meet up before the show. And as soon as we all get into the hotels tomorrow night and on Thursday and you know, there's no really, like, cattiness. Everyone's kind of just really excited to see what happens because nobody
0: knows, So Now, you feel like, you know, there's 11 girls on the list right now. Isn't that right? 11 girls yeah, for women's 11. physique? Mm-hmm. Okay, do you think there, there's a, I think there's Um, I, I forget, I think Christina, it was her job to figure this out, how many there were, but I think there's a little bit over 20 girls that are now uh either going to do women's physique as a pro or have qualified to get their pro card. Were you surprised that there's a bunch, you know, almost half, that are doing the show because it seems to me like this is a great opportunity to help the judges decide that maybe you are what they're looking for.
6: Well, honestly, I, I know that some of the girls that did the later shows, like uh, my best friend Melissa DiBernardo, mm-hmm. you know, she had dieted all last year to do USA's as a bodybuilder, and then she dieted down to do physique for Nationals. So I knew she was not going to do this show. And I think some of the other girls did the same thing. They dieted throughout the year hitting the shows. So I think after, um, you know, the last few national shows, they were just tired and needed a break. And, you know, a lot of people didn't do the first show or two last year either. Right. You know, the, it picked up momentum as the time went on. So, you know, for me, there's no way I would miss the first show. I didn't miss it last year. I wasn't going to miss it this year. Mm-hmm. But some people like to, you know, take their time and see, what's going to happen. And to be quite honest, I really don't even know by the end of the year, if we'll have like a look, you know, quote unquote on what they really want. It's going to be really interesting because, you know, with all the crossovers and I think it's going to be a very interesting year. (laughs)
0: Um, I noticed like you were talking about with the girls in women's physique. It seems to me, now this is obviously I'm looking from the outside, but it seems to me that the girls have a sort of camaraderie, at least so far with the women's physique division and the pro division, uh, that is like a little bit different than I've seen in the figure and, and men's bodybuilding, et cetera. Is that is that reality or is that just how it looks to me?
6: I mean, so far, everyone's, you know, been really supportive of each other. And I think, you know, I think for most of us, it was just really exciting that we all were able to finally succeed. And I think, you know, it might have kind of had to do with how we, a lot of us had been kind of like beat down (laughs) and not placed well in figure and finally our look has been rewarded and it was kind of like yes like we were all proud of each other because we all looked so awesome so we were all really excited that we were finally getting recognized and that there was finally a division that we fit into
0: um let me ask you i know that i actually know this but you really do your own diet on your own. I know PJ Braun used to work with you a few years ago, but in the last yep. few years, you've been doing this all on your own. Do you find that there's more pressure doing like, doing it like this? Or how did you even come to the decision to do your own diet?
6: Um, well, when I stopped working with PJ after National 2010, you know, I, I tried to figure out, like, who I'd want to work with, if I wanted to work with someone else. But honestly, I really paid attention And I learned so much from him, and I really paid attention to how my body responded to pulling my fats, adding more carbs, pulling the carbs, you know, altering my own diet. And my diet now is somewhat close to what I used to, how PJ used to diet me, but you know, I found that pulling my fats out is what works for me. You know, there's no way I can keto, I look, emaciated when I keto (laughs) so I actually pull my fats at eight weeks out Mm -hmm. and I only add them in if I'm like you know feeling really tired or lethargic or awful then I'll add like fats in for one day but I don't know it's been really it is a little bit stressful because I put a lot of pressure on myself and you know If I don't succeed, there's no one to blame but myself. (laughs) Uh So I can't, you know, say like, oh, my coach didn't diet me correctly or da-da-da. So, you know, but then again, I feel like I'm a perfectionist and, you know, I don't think there's any way I'm going to look bad on stage. So that is always behind me.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, who would you like to thank before I let you go? Who would you like to thank? Um... You know, that uh, well, do you have a sponsor yet? I guess that's an important question. Do you have somebody? uh Um,
6: No, I don't have a sponsor yet. I will be at the Beast Sports Nutrition uh, booth at the Arnold, um, but I'm not a sponsored athlete. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually was working with Kenny Wallach out of um, Gold's Gym New Haven um, on my arm training all year, Mm -hmm. and I want to thank him and the Montanari brothers. Um, You know, they've been so supportive and so amazing. I definitely. Couldn't have done this without all of them and my parents and my boyfriend, Juan, John, Melissa, my little pack and cat. Um, yeah. we, uh, it's really nice because we all live close to each other and we all get to train with each other. Um, so it's kind of nice having such a close support group.
0: Yeah, so. you, and you do have a really good support group from the uh, Montenari Brothers on down through uh, Juan and yeah. all your all your training partners, John and Melissa, yeah. and all of them are great are great people. So you're definitely lucky to be supported and, and surrounded by such good, positive people. Yeah, exactly. I
6: feel very blessed.
0: So now yeah. we just need to get you a real good sponsor. So anybody out there who wants to sponsor one of the best, who knows, maybe the uh, <laughs> premier women's physique girl after possibly winning this weekend. So we shall see. How, how would they get in touch with you, Jillian? Um, I have a Facebook
6: page. Um, it's IFBB Pro Jilly Jill. Um, I leave my last name out because of teaching. (laughs) Um, I don't want the the kids to Google me and find me on Facebook. so (laughs) (laughs) But my email address is jillian.revel at Google or at Gmail. So that's a way to contact me. Absolutely. And I'm on the boards. So I'm always on Rx Muscle. Yep. So find me there, Jilly Rev. That's it.
0: (laughs) All right. Thank you, Jillian. Good luck this weekend. All right, thanks, Aaron. Okay, bye, bye. All right, Christina. I tell you what, Jillian is as ready as anybody. She's been ready for nine months. As soon as the last show ended in uh, Junior Nationals, she was ready to do her pro debut. Unfortunately, there are no shows to do, so she has been ready and uh, and waiting for months. So I'm excited to hear. Unfortunately, neither one of us will get to see, but I'm excited to hear and follow all the coverage in RX Muscle to see how Jillian does.
1: I'll be on the edge of my seat seeing how all these girls absolutely. do. It's probably the most exciting show for me the entire uh, year, I think. Even more so than the shows that I'm going to do myself.
0: Yeah, well, it's going to be, it is, it's historic, you know. Anytime a sure. new division is announced, the first show kind of gives us a peek into what to expect. So it is going to be absolutely interesting. And now switching over to the 212, which unfortunately is a very slim class at, at this show. This is Striker's show, by the way. Uh, of the Phoenix Pro Show in the past and, and now the Desert Muscle Classic. Al Agusti, great guy, Florida resident, super cool. And it was my pleasure to interview him. He's my pick for winning the 212 this uh, at this show. So uh, here's Al Agusti. All right, I have on the phone right now with me the uh, Tampa Bay 202 champion, Al Agusti. Al, welcome to the show, my friend. All right, thanks, man. It's a pleasure having me, buddy. Yes, um, Al, I wanted to ask you, I'm looking at this list here of the uh, IFBB Desert Muscle Classic 212, and I see your name, I've been looking at your name, and I've been waiting for more names to appear, but as of right now, it's just four names. You, Mark Dugdale, uh, Milton Holloway Jr., and Rusty Jeffers. Does this come into play? I mean, do you look at the list and like kind of get yourself prepared for who you're competing against, or does it not matter? Um, really, honestly, I,
7: I look at the list like the very the very first time that I uh, that I try to register, Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since then I haven't I haven't really looked at it to be honest you know I, I'm i assuming there was more people competing I mean you really did because the deadline was like a month or so away so I figured everybody you know probably waited up to the last minute and send the registration but as I was um, informed by my coach uh, Don mm-hmm. um, it was like well there was probably like four or five people that was competing you know Kinda, you know somewhat disappointing but you know Hey, but I've been I've been training. Uh, I've been training for twelve weeks for this show. Hey, I'm just going to bring everything to the table.
0: A win is a win, right? Absolutely. doesn't no matter who shows up, doesn't no matter how many people. Hey, you know. I mean,
7: I would like to see more competition. Obviously, you right. know, but you know, sometimes after what a it
0: crumbles. You know. Yeah. Well, I saw a picture of you, Al, and uh, doing a rear double bicep shot at the gym. And I gotta tell you, man, you look more than ready. Are you been? Have you been anxious to get back on stage? I know it's been since Tampa.
7: Um, actually, I I did the Tampa, and then I also competed at the uh, at the Olympia. You know, yeah, that's I didn't right. I didn't. I didn't fail too well at the Olympia. You know, I played nice. You know, considering the fact that was my first Olympia show, right. but that's, that I mean, that's no excuse. <laughs> <I laughs> Place nice, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I've been I've been here for this moment. You know, I've been training training very hard. To get back on, to get back in a tip top shape that I normally see myself compete at, you know, I, I, this weekend I, I feel very good about. I feel very good about this weekend. It, it, it's, I got to tell you right now, this is personally I never look at myself before a competition and say, "Hey, you know, this is the best package." But I can tell you right now, this is the best package that I have that I will bring to the table.
0: Well, with that in mind, Al. Um, do you look forward past the show? Or are you a guy that just looks at this one show? Because I'm, there are plenty of other opportunities to compete in the two twelve. Do you have other shows picked out? Yeah, absolutely.
7: I, I, actually, I do. Um, after this show, um, I will be competing in the uh, the Europa here in Orlando. Okay, good. good. Um, I was I was supposed to do that show last year actually, but it was the two the two or two class was canceled. Right. So I didn't get a chance to compete on my, uh, uh, compete in front of my home crowd, you know. So mainly I'm doing I'm doing the Europa here in Orlando because of my mother because she has never been to one of my uh, my pro shows. So I thought, that Orlando, she doesn't have to travel that far. She doesn't she doesn't like travel. So you know you know what? It's only a few uh, a, a few miles car ride. I, I think I, I think she'll do okay with that.
0: Very cool. Now, the, obviously the 202 switched to 212 putting 10 more pounds up there for you to be able to gain and um, it kind of changes the game a little bit I want to know how does that how did that affect you personally when you heard that it was switching to 212 is that something you've been happy about or something you've been kind of like mixed feelings Oh,
7: absolutely I mean I loved it you know um, because I, I, I know the, the personally speaking I mean the friend that I have I know I can pack on more mass and then and the more I pack on, the better it looks on my frame. So, you know, going from 220 to 202, you kind of lose some size. You kind of lose, uh, you know, you, you kind of lose, like, the uh, the uh, the fullness right. uh, that you can bring in on stage. But going up to 230, uh, 225, 230, come down to 212 you know I still maintain a lot of even kind from of losing a few pounds here i still maintain my fullness and my and, and i feel like that my muscle is, is is getting rounder and rounder rounder um every time so I, obviously i i'm really excited i'm really happy that they're they're moving up to two twelve really mm. uh, honestly my, my energy level is has has been has been phenomenal like i don't know, sometimes like like this last year getting ready for the tampa Temper show. I was dragging because I came from two from like two twenty five, dropped down to two or two, you know, that's about two thirty yeah, to twelve. Yeah, still costs about uh, twenty pounds, but you can imagine a ten pounds difference make a whole lot of difference.
0: So you were in shape last year at two twenty five. You had to drop from two twenty five in shape all the way down to two hundred two. I had to drop from two
7: twenty five to two hundred two last year to get ready for the temper.
0: But, is, but what I'm asking is, you were about in shape then. At that I, I I was I, I never yeah I, I'm still I'm I,
7: I never go out go out to shave in the you offseason. Know, no, no matter what I do, you know I <laughs> I just don't understand. You know I'm not competition ready, but I never get like um, i so far out of shape when I have to do a lot of work. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's cool. So like three hours through, through three hours cardio or something <laughs> like <laughs> that trying to. I get a shit, nah. It's just my my body says it should be around. So do you eat um, do you eat whatever
0: you want in the off season or you stay on some kind of diet? Um yes
7: or no. I I, I try I, I um I try to watch what I eat usually in the off season. You know, I I I'll I do uh I'll go for like a I guess my cheating meal would probably be lasagna and pizza <laughs> here and there. But I don't go I mean, I don't go too far. <laughs> you know, i'm too far the scale here so to right. speak. like you try like just i like try to eat anything or everything that i get my hands on you know right. I, I pretty much uh i pretty much uh stick with a balance with a balanced diet
0: um you know? let me ask you did you follow the uh the flex pro show i'm just curious what you thought of um the guys this this weekend being that this is the first show of the year what did you think when yeah, you looked at the liked- pictures
7: you know what? I, I I haven't had a chance to even look at, but I heard about it. One uh, of my buddies told me uh, uh, about it, but I really haven't haven't had a chance. Too to focused. Do that, you're too, too
0: focused, so. focused on doing your show, obviously. I I I, I'll, I guess I'll be selfish. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be selfish and say yes. I was
7: like too. I was too focused. I was concentrating on on getting my part done. So nothing wrong
0: I with that. Nothing wrong with that, Al. What are we going to see different on stage this week from last time we saw you at the Olympia, and then in Tampa before that? What will be the differences that we notice?
7: Uh, you'll definitely see that I that I brought in a, 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 a more of a complete package as far as mass, um, thickness, and definitely uh, um, mu- uh, muscle belly, mm-hmm. uh, full muscle belly on stage. It's uh you know I'm not trying to be arrogant, you know about it, but this is by far the very best package that I will bring to the stage. And when 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 the judges and uh, the fans or the the spectators see me on stage, I think they they probably even won't even recognize me because <laughs> I totally I look totally different from from two or <laughs> two or two wow. going into two twelve.
0: That's awesome. Well. Um, thank you very much for coming on, Al. Can, do you want to thank some people? Uh, who would you like to thank for helping this uh, happen and supporting you along the way? And then, how can anybody uh, reach you if they want to if they want to get in touch with you, maybe for guest posing or something else?
7: Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of people I was there. to I know I have enough time, but I'll do my best. First and foremost, you always gotta thank your family. Uh, you know, without them, you know, uh, without their support and encouragement, nothing, nothing will matter. Nothing would be possible. Uh, secondly, I want to thank my, 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 coach, Don Long, who always been there for me, I always like, keep in touch with me, make sure that, that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in, in order to become the very best bodybuilder that he thinks that I can be in this game. Um, my, my, my training partner, um, his name's Adrian. Karandi is always pushing me, trying to get a few more reps and definitely my, um, my coaching, um, my posing coach, uh, Matt, is um, I mean, this, this guy's so intense, man. Sometimes I, 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 when I'm when he's done with me, I felt like that I just got done with, a, with like three workouts. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and of
0: course, and of course, I can't you can't forget about the fans, man. You know, with the with the support. All right, Christina. Next on our list is Tracy Bodner, another woman making her debut as a women's physique pro. Uh, Tracy had been trying for years and years to get a pro card found this new division and knew it was home right away. So uh, very interesting to hear from Tracy, and uh, she's a a member of uh, my team, Iron Mag Labs, and always a pleasure to get her on the show, and her and her husband Cameron are both great people.
1: Well, it's always good that you you uh, can hear from a girl who's been kind of kind of gone through the ringer and trying to get that damn pro card, and she did it. And I think so many people were so excited for her this year when she actually received it. So it's a huge accomplishment for her. And then you know, um, doing physique now is you know part. You're you're almost part of a very special group of women who are the first ones to start the physique division. You know, absolutely, absolutely. So. Uh, Here's Tracy.
0: All right, I'm on the phone right now with Tracy Bodner, IFBB Women's Physique Pro, and about to make her debut in Arizona in just, well, what, about five days, huh, Tracy? Yes, five days. Um, I wanted to go a little bit, before we get into the actual show, I wanted to get a little bit of history from you. I know you competed in the MPC many years before actually having the opportunity, obviously nobody did, with the Women's Physique division and getting your pro card. Tell us a little bit about that.
5: Okay, well, I have two parts to my competition career. Okay. I used to compete back in the early 90s, and at that time, they only had bodybuilding. Right. So I did, I probably competed in four shows, and this was back in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and I stopped competing in 90, 94, 95, I think, and I didn't compete for almost 12 years. And I got back on stage in 2006, And I did bodybuilding and figure Mm
0: -hmm. at the Colorado State. And when did you uh, decide? I mean, right when you knew they did women's physique division, did you know right away that this was for you? I mean, it's kind of a mix of those two, you know.
5: Yep, Um, this is. I think it was back in twenty nationals in twenty ten. I was there competing in figure. Right. And that year, I was actually going to take the whole year off to you know trying to decide where I actually fit in because I had done bodybuilding at the USA in 2009 Mm -hmm. and I got set out of 7th and I was so disappointed and I thought okay you know I don't belong in bodybuilding so where do I belong maybe I'll go back to figure in 2010 I said you know I'm going to just take the whole year off and kind of just regroup and figure out what where I belong what you know what I should do Mm -hmm. and for some reason, I think it was maybe two weeks before the Colorado State 2010, um, my husband Cameron said, you should compete at the Colorado State. Just go up there and just have fun. Right. I said, is bodybuilding or figure? <laughs> and he's like, whatever you want. And I said, well, oh, I'm not ready for bodybuilding, so just go out and do figure and just have fun. Right. So I we went there and I won the B class in the open, and um, I thought, okay, you know that was fun, but I, but I know the local level I can do really well in right. figure. It's just the national level; they always tell me I'm too muscular. Mm. So um, it was probably three weeks before nationals. of 2010, and you know we were already going there. I think it was for Louise. Uh, yeah. And so we were already making the trip, and Cameron said, "Why don't you compete?" and I said, really? I <laughs> think <laughs> <laughs> it was at that time where I had to turn in my application and I said, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm going to play Ben ass but you know what, I'll just have fun. Right. So, I went there and I competed and yeah, you know, got the last call out and I was so disappointed and I said, I'm done, I'm not competing anymore, this is it. And Dylan Armbrust from our pro gym here in Colorado, right. approached me. Um, I, I believe it was after prejudging. He's like, Tracy, did you hear about the new category that they're creating? I said, No. What is it? He said, It's called Suzy. And so he kind of knew a, a little. I think it was a buzz going on that I, I, I hadn't heard about it yet that weekend, mm-hmm. but I think it was kind of going around and it got to Dylan and he mentioned it to me and I was so excited. I wanted to hear more about this and um, I, believe around a couple of weeks after Nationals, they came out and gave up more information about what this division was going to be about. And I thought, you know what? This is my home. This is where I'm going to belong. So I was so excited.
0: Talk about getting your pro card after all these years. How big a deal was that to you? I mean, to actually get on stage, win, and know that you're you're not just walking away with a win, but you're walking away with, I guess, almost every competitor's dream, every amateur competitor's dream, an IFBB pro card. You know, I...
5: I went into North America not expecting anything you know I had done junior USA's earlier in the year the first to the um, show and I got 14 they told me I was too hard and too conditioned and you know that that was the first show so we everyone didn't really know what to bring right what, what to the table. so we just kind of brought what we felt with physique, and you know, they said it was too muscular, I mean not too muscular, but too hard and too conditioned, so soften up a little bit, so going into the USA's, I think it was two months later, um, I got four, mm-hmm. and I was thrilled, going from 14th to 4th, I thought, okay, you know what, I'm going in the right direction, right. and um, we spoke to two judges, and they said, you know, great, great look. Little bit harder. I'm like, wow, you know, like, what do you do? Like, first you soften up and then mm-hmm. they want a little bit harder. Right. So, you know, Cameron and I, we sat down and came up with a game plan and said, you know what, we're going to bring in the exact look. Mm-hmm. Okay. Saying, this time I'm going to pose. At USA, uh-huh. I kind of held back on my posing because I wasn't sure if I was going to be too hard. So we brought the same look, but I just flexed harder. And um, so going into that show, I told Cameron, my husband, If I place third, I'll be just, I'll be so happy because I beat my fourth. Right. My fourth piece, you know. Um, So going into North Americans, um, no expectations whatsoever. Just go out and have fun because this is, I know, this is where I belong. And get on stage and I made the first call out out of four girls and I was like, ah, I can't (laughs) believe it. Yeah. And so um, when they're giving out the wars, you know, there was, the last two girls standing on stage and we were pros. I, I forgot about that. And the MC said, well, here we have two IFBB pros standing on stage. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a pro, I can't believe it. <laughs> you know, and then it caught the second place and I was like, oh my gosh, I won. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was just, I still don't believe it. I, I'm you know, going into my pro show. I still can't believe that this is my pro debut
0: it's a big deal you
5: know, it hasn't sunk in
0: well you're, you're getting it's going to sink in pretty soon because you'll be on stage before you know it yeah. now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask you what are you doing differently um, for this first show what is what is the different package you're bringing or are you just doing the same thing again
5: uh, you know I, I think I'm going to be the smallest one on stage so I and I know it's not all about size because I'm going to be going to going up against girls that maybe 5'10", right. you know, and I'm 5'2". Um, so, we kind of, we basically did the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, we're being told from, you know, different people saying, don't come in conditioned. You want to come in shape, but you don't want to be hard, or you don't want to be conditioned. So that's, we're kind of holding back a little bit, you know, because Coming from my bodybuilding background, I want to be hard and shredded and ripped. So, you know, getting ready for physique, I have to take off my bodybuilding glasses and put my physique glasses on because I'm always thinking bodybuilding. Sure. It's so hard. You know, and, and so looking at myself in pictures and in mirror in the mirror, I say, tell my husband, I'm not ready. She's like, yes, you are. You're ready. So, you know, we'll see. Um, I didn't really change too much of my training. I, I still train heavy and hard and, cause I don't put muscle on easy. And I know a lot of the girls that are doing physique are saying, or you know, some of the um, physique, the bodybuilding pros that are switching over during physique. I know they've really switched up their training, but I don't put muscle on easy. So I'm still training the same thing. I go in the gym and I train hard.
0: How do you think these two girls... I mean, we have a few girls, but Benny Lopez and uh, Marina Lopez are both uh, lightweight bodybuilders who got their IBB pro card. How do you think that the girls that are switching over, uh, like a Nicole Ball is one of the bigger names that is switching over from bodybuilding to um, the women's physique division, how do you think those girls are going to end up doing? Um, Well, you
5: know, there is another... Bodybuilding pro lightweight. That's also going to be doing the show this weekend, which is Rita Ray, and she's oh, yeah. a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I adore that lady. Um, she's you know, shorter. I,
0: she's shorter than you. She's only five feet, I think.
5: She, yeah, she's like I think four ten. Oh wow! You're like five two. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know how everyone is going to do. I don't know how the bodybuilders, you know, coming down from bodybuilding and they come into physique. I I know. It's very hard to lose muscle density. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you just not train and think your muscle is going to disappear. It's not going to disappear. So, um I just hope the best for everyone and I just want everyone to have fun and um I'm excited to meet some of the other women that I don't know yet and make new friends.
0: <laughs> that's cool. That's, that's
5: cool. I know. I it.
0: You know, it's funny because I, I mentioned this when I talked to Jillian Ravel, is that it seems like a lot of, I guess because the division's new and, you know, everybody, it's everything is exciting, I find that the girls in the women's physique division seem to have more camaraderie uh, and more friendships than any other division so far in the IFBB. You know what?
5: I, I don't know about the other divisions, but we do. Physique, I mean, I have several of the girls' numbers, and we all text each other. You know, last week I texted... You know whoever that's competing and i have their number and i think there's six or seven of them and there's 12 girls competing i texted all of them last week and i said hey two more weeks you know i hope you're excited and i can't wait to meet you guys and you know just hang out and just have fun and this week i texted them and i said one more week you know i can't wait to see you on thursday or friday and um you know i i love it it's just such a neat group and um, I really hope that I know it's going to get better. The um, new physique pros coming in this year. Um,
0: I don't know, I'm ex- I'm so excited. There's two schools of thought, Tracy. A lot of girls held out from doing the show because they figured they want to see wh- where the judges are going to go, so that they can kind of alter their training or their their dieting and prep, so that they can kind of look the way that the judges have uh, dictated. And the other school of thought. There's a lot of girls like yourself that are doing the first show, and I don't know if this is your thinking, but a lot of these girls are thinking, hopefully they're going to dictate, the judges are going to pick their look, and that look will dictate where the division goes in the future. Was that how you were thinking when you picked this show, or you just wanted to get, get on the road to do the first show?
5: Um, well, first of all, I'm doing the first show because my husband said it's history, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's one of the big reason you uh, wanted me to do it. You know, I wanted to wait and kind of see what look they were going to go for, but, but you know, Cameron's like Tracy. This is history. You're going to go for it. You're a pro. Come on, yeah. and, you know. You waited so long for this. Just go up there and just do it and just have fun. Um, so, you know, like I said earlier, we don't really. I don't really know what the judges want. You know. It, There's going to be a different look. It depends who you stand next to. You know, I could stand next to all bodybuilders, and I could look the smallest and the softest, and maybe that's what they want. Or, you know, I could stand next to, you know, it just kind of just depends who you're standing next to, who's competing. Um, That's kind of how I think.
0: I agree. I agree and I agree with your husband it is history it, you're literally making history with this division because I, I me like a lot of people believe that this division women's physique division is going to be extremely popular um, and not just with the competitors like men's physique division is extremely popular with the competitors and the IFB and with the NPC has made a lot of money with it and it's been good for the promoters and a lot of the guys like it but I think as far as um, a spectator sport and being popular with the people by the tickets women's physique division I believe is going to be very very popular
5: I agree with you. I agree. There's there's a lot of girls here in Colorado that I see in the gym, and you know they tell me that I inspire them and that they want to try physique, you know, here at the local level. And we have, I believe, twelve shows here in Colorado, and wow. Jeff is going to have at all twelve shows. Wow! So I'm so excited.
0: You know, just, very cool, very cool. And you got a great. Uh, you are a member of a great team. So am I. The Iron Mag Labs team. Uh, Rob Dimaggio and Gina. Um, are a very good team and I know you guys are, you and Cameron are both friends with them beyond just being sponsored by them, right?
5: Correct. We're really good friends with them and we hang out we go out to dinner and um, you know, I, I'm just so blessed that they believed in me that they would take me into their team and um, you know, sponsor me. I, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of pros that have sponsorships so I'm just so blessed very blessed that they believe in
0: me and they, they know I can do good things here and I'm excited it's, it's awesome me too well I can tell you Tracy that I'll be following all your progress unfortunately I won't be making it to this show I'm sure I'll see you compete later in the year and I'd love to be there to see history made but I, I won't be at this one but uh, I will be watching on RX Muscle and following all of our coverage to see how you do and I'll be rooting you on who other than uh, Iron Mag Labs and Rob Magina would you like to thank before I let you go
5: um, I want to thank my husband, of course, he's my training partner, my coach. Um, he does everything for me, and I don't tell him enough um, how thankful I am for him. And um, my team, Toto Package, which is our business, but um, our, my team, uh, you know, our clients, and they're good friends of mine as well, they're always encouraging me, sending me texts, telling me you know, they're so excited for me, and good luck, and have fun, and um, also... Liquid Sunrays, Marilyn and Libby.
2: Mm
5: -hmm. Um, They're one of my sponsors, and also Laura Richards at Suits Yourself. She's making all my suits this year. And I also want to thank Dale Pinnecke at Rock Tape, um,
0: and Rick and Jan. Very cool. Very cool. A bunch of good people you got on your team there. Yeah. Now, if if people want to get in touch with you to train them, I know there's a lot of girls that want to be Women's Physique Division. I know you guys train everybody. If they want to get in touch with you to, to get um, to get work with you, how do they get in touch with you guys?
5: They can get me on Facebook. I have um, my normal Tracy Bodner Facebook. And I also have a fan page, Tracy Island Girl Bodner. Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. Well, Tracy, thank you very much for coming on the show. I appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to the show this weekend. I will be following along and, and rooting you on. Thank you, Aaron, for
5: having
0: me. My pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, okay. bye. Bye. All right, Christina, that was Tracy Bodner. Always a pleasure, and uh, I'm looking forward to rooting her on from uh, home, from the computer screen. Obviously, I want to see uh, my team member do well, you know, just like I always want to see you do well for RX Muscle. I can't wait to see Tracy hopefully do have a really, really good debut. Christina, that is it for this week of Access Bodybuilding. And it's unusual for me to get to actually really close the show with you.
1: I know. Usually this doesn't happen, but I got to tell you, we had a jam-packed show this I time. I know. I it always, like always love those.
0: It, was, it really, it, it feels... it. That's that's what happens when the season starts, Christina. You're gonna have to get used to this. This is action I, now.
1: I feel like I'm tired of talking with you right now. I want this show to be over. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with my Aaron Singerman moment. Yeah, I,
0: I always feel like that. Towards done with you, though. Christina.
1: Yeah, that's okay. Nothing yeah, yeah. No, you can't you, you can't get enough. I know. Uh
0: huh. Put Mike back on. Just kidding. Um, yeah.
1: All right, yeah. Christina.
0: Let's see. How do they get in touch with you? How do they listen to that other show you do, The Muscle Show? for the girls? That,
1: that, that Muscle Girls Show. You can yeah. follow us on Twitter at sign Muscle Girls, Inc. Uh, this week we have IFBB Bikini Pro Missy Coles on. Uh, very fun interview with Missy Coles. Believe it or not, she's one of those girls we've had a lot of requests for <laughs> to, to talk to. Um, and she was probably one of the most fun interviews that I've had. She talks about her um, history of being a jazz dancer and mm-hmm. switching over to bikini and um, her taking some time off. This this year to do some educational things, so check it out, Muscle Girls Inc. And then uh, you can also give me uh, a shout or an email at Christina C R I S T I N A at rxmuscle.com. And just so you know, on Muscle Girls Inc., every week now. Um, We found this article that says fifty things to do with your breasts. So Diana and I are hitting three of those with every show. Mike actually found this on the Valentine's Day episode we did last week. So are you taking um, pictures
0: of this and putting it on? We
1: we are not. However, we're tempted to to set up our webcams and do like a webcam type show. Wow, Um, we get a
0: lot more. I guarantee you, you it'll be very popular.
1: (laughs) I know. So uh, if you want to hear some top three things to do with your breasts that Diana and I may or may not be doing, you can check out Muscle Girls. And yes, I'm pimping out our show, but that's how it goes um, here on Muscle Girls. So that's how you can get in touch with us. All right. As
0: always, if you got tips, gossip, review, feedback, etc., you can reach me at Ju Baca, Ju Jew, B-A-C-C-A at rxmuscle.com. And or preferably and follow me at Twitter. and It's just at sign Aaron Singerman, all one word. And that is it for this week. Christina, we'll be back next Wednesday. Until then, peace out. Peace
2: out.